0: First point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day, free on all platforms, five days a week, every single weekday. So make it part of your daily routine, and make it your first listen every day. Today's episode, a very special one. We are joined by the queen of Rip City, Trailblazers broadcaster and podcast host, Brooke Olsendam. Brookie, how you doing?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I love Thank you. that was a lovely intro, but if only people could see what you're looking at right now. This drowned rat looks like a far cry from a queen of anything. Um, there's. I have this knack for, uh, before like the Blazers Balcony podcast I do, just for some reason, I step in it before every podcast I do. I don't know what it is. Like something happens. I'm like, gosh, it's just like I'm creating content on accident for these podcasts. So it was like 11:30, and we were supposed to, you know, convene at noon. I was like, well, I have two errands I have to run. Well, I'm getting my nails done later, but that's obviously after this. So I have I have to go to 7-Eleven and get my waters, my beverages. I like to have all the stuff and just so that I have it in my room since we're gonna be here a while. And so I have to go to seven eleven and then I wanted to go to a liquor store to get Kelly a coin. bottle of gin because we're seeing kelly tonight we're having dinner with him you guys don't know a huge lasers fan he's on billions was on um i mean he's on but he just started a whole new show but anyways he's a great friend of ours and we haven't seen him for so long that i he he and i get martinis that's our thing i mean we used to we haven't done it for over two years but so i was like Right, right right i want to give him something nice i haven't seen him for a long time so i'm like okay this is be this is gonna be easy. This one's five minutes away, this one's four minutes away. I'll go to seven eleven, I'll then I'll go to liquor store, it'll be like a quick trip, I'll be back in twenty minutes. So I go down to the lobby to leave, and Amara and our assistant equipment manager, Corey, are down there and I just quickly like chatted it up. I go, I'm going to seven eleven. You know how you say, like, do you guys need anything? People normally say no. Amara's like, you know what, I would like a big water. And Corey was like, <laughs> You know what? A chocolate milk sounds good. I'm like, Okay. Now you're running errands. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting a no. That's fine. So I go to Seven Eleven, get all my stuff. But then Amara and Corey had to leave on the bus to go. They have an event they're going to. And so they had to leave. So I couldn't go straight to my second errand. I had to go back to the hotel to drop off the water and the, and the milk chocolate. and Or the chocolate milk. I don't know why I said that. And so now I'm back and I only have about 15 minutes. But I'm still confident I can get it done in 15 minutes because it's four minutes away. So then my yeah, yeah. so forgot got forgot one major part. I got the, my current obsession are Slurpees. But I mean, not like a normal Slurpee. It has to be a vitamin water Slurpee because it says 50% less, less sugar. So I feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah. But then it was so cold and windy when I got back to drop the water off. I was like, like a little kid. Mind you, I'm wearing sweats like I always do on the road. And I'm like, I don't want to carry this to go to the liquor store. It's so cold. So, like a weirdo, I go up to the concierge who, like, you know, deals with the richest people in the world. I'm like, Yeah, stay at a
0: nice hotel. Exactly. I'm
1: like, Can you hold my big goal for like the next 15 minutes while so like I go to run my last errand? And he looked at me like I had two heads. And he's like, I guess. And like, reached out with like two fingers and was like, Ew. You know, and I put it behind the desk. I was like, I'll hurry. And so then I walk out and then I was, t- I was texting you. Google Maps walking is the most frustrating thing in the world. It shows you walk in one way. You think you're you know, succeeding. And then halfway down, it turns you around. You're not going the right way. Yeah. You're just like turning around every five seconds. I, was, look, I looked like a mad woman. And I was not happy. And I was saying things under my breath that were not pleasant. because I, I knew I was in a hurry. And I wanted to find this place. Then on top of it is one of those situations where the liquor store was in a mall. Oh man! I didn't know that. So I'm just walking around Westfield Center, like where is this thing? And then finally, I just like well, I think it's probably in there. So I walk in, go up to the top, italy think it's up there, it's not there, it's in the basement. They take, I ask the guy, he shows me where. I finally get to it. I like walk in, I go, do you know how hard this place is to find? And he's like, huh? I'm like, never mind, never mind. I need a nice bottle. <laughs> I got need a nice bottle of gin for my friend. He's like, oh, and he points this and he goes, this one's from New York. I was like, cool, great, let's get it. So got that race back in the cold wind and I walk in and this other, there's a new concierge. I was like, hi, sir, do you have a slurpee back there? He's like, I was about to throw it away. I'm like, I'm sure you were. Well, thank you for holding on. Though. And then I grab it and I go, I promise I'm not in seventh grade. And then I came up and got on the podcast. That's my story. With, with a bottle
0: of gin and a slurpee. That is, that is real high school energy. That is real 17 year old energy. I think. Um, uh i think my i think my dad listens so dad don't you know maybe tune this out skip skip a couple 10 seconds but like yeah pouring liquor into a slurpee is a very real deal it's a gift It's a gift. i know it is i know it is but that's not what they see coming up the elevator is like uh
1: no thank goodness i have a very large bag so it fit all my beverages including okay there you go Mm -hmm. so i didn't have to look well that would have been oh that would have been the worst walking in just holding like a a brown paper bag like where's my slurpee (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Well, I'm I'm glad you made it to the podcast, um, despite some trials and tribulations. I told you when when you text me, like, I'm going to be a little late. I'm like, I like this frantic energy. This is what we need on the show. So uh, I truly appreciate it. one of the things that this podcast is, uh, you you know me well enough to maybe think this is weird, but one of the big things on the podcast that I do is, is I encourage people to hold on to their joy. Uh, the season is difficult. Life is difficult. So one of the most important things you can do as a sports fan and as a human is when a moment of joy happens, hold tightly to it. So during this season, uh, the Blazers have won one game since the All-Star break. What brings you joy with this team?
1: Well, it's funny that you should, that's so funny that you brought that up because I literally just tweeted this the other day i said celebrate the joy because i have the same exact mantra that you do about this i mean I, I like to think i have it in all aspects of life but especially right now where you know things are different like we were so used to we had you know five seasons at least for i, I for me i had five seasons of getting to the playoffs dame hitting you know game winning shots the same cast of characters that i you know became right. close to it. so right now i'm just like looking at it not even as a challenge because it doesn't at times it feels like a challenge because I'm rooting so hard for these, these guys, you know, and, and they're, the odds are against them, you know, but they're out there trying their best. So I'm just rooting for them and rooting for them individually and rooting for them as a team, just like little moments, like you said, you grasp onto. So I was laughing about this the other day, because when I talk to people that want to get into broadcasting and they're like, what are like some rules to live by? And I have a lot of, I've a lot of rules, but I look at things that I've learned over the years. And one of them, I joke, I go, never, ever let go of the mic. Never, get, never give up control got to hold that. Well, because some people like aren't used to being interviewed or you might like have an interview with someone like that's like, I don't know, not necessarily someone that gets interviewed a lot and that you you hold the mic to their mouth and they think that they just take it. They think that's what they're supposed to do. So like you have to be like, no, i like, no, this this just stays in my hand, you know. But the other night when Josh Hart went off and had his career night and then Trendon and Justice came up and they were so happy. I mean, I didn't really have time to even fight it, but Trendon just reaches over grabs the mic and he was so happy and then justice is just yelling you know barack obama because you know josh got 44 points yep. and then trending kind of went on a stream of consciousness i never said anything like poignant but it was so cute it was just really he was just excited you know he was like this yeah is man. exactly and i just put my hands up and i'm like jesus take the wheel yep this is supposed to happen <laughs> <laughs> so let's celebrate it and so that was something i you know i don't regret i loved every second of it and i'm i've I've talked about this in the past. Like I back in the day, I mean, Nurk is the king of coming in, you know, just jumping into a post game interview that's not his and making it fun. And I love that. I love when people do that. People think I might not like that. It's like my favorite. So that moment was like the most joyous moment I can remember for you know a while, and I loved every second of it. And I broke my rule, and I would break it again.
0: Well, I could tell on your face in that moment on the broadcast that you were like, oh, no, like, you're like, oh, no, uh, I have I have lost control of the thing that I'm yes. supposed to control here. Uh, I know what my job is and I have I have failed directive or whatever, directive numero uno, as they call yep. it. Like, it's like, uh,
1: oops. oops, well, that's how I felt. It was like, oops. But then I, I, had, I, I took a beat. And I was I was just watching them, and I heard Justice yell Barack Obama, and it took me a couple seconds to figure out what that 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 meant forty four because I was like, oh no, this is going to get political. Why why is this getting yeah, political? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then I don't have a mic. Like, please don't do this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then Fernan was just so happy. I, I I again I I normally would have I, I freaked out for a second, and then I just let it ride.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's those those moments are like. Uh, post-game interviews so often it's just like someone just it's like hey what do you think of you know how'd you guys do turn around in the fourth quarter and someone gives you like a cliche whatever and you say okay thanks I darn it like I did my best darn it but like when something off the rails happens it's like um I think of always like Richard Sherman yelling at Aaron Andrews it's like that's why you do the post-game interviews, because at some point, someone, NERC is going to grab the mic and yell something. And those are just incredible live TV moments. Not great for you at work, I well, will admit.
1: I'll just say I've learned this season, uh, this season, more than any other season, to apologize for a language that might be offensive to people. Because I have <laughs> literally had two swear, uh, swear words dropped in post-game interviews this year. Um, you guys might recall. We'll see. And dropped one super casually at the beginning of the season uh, yeah. at, at the beginning of the season and he apologized quickly it was like s-h-i-t about some like some shoddy mist or something and he was like mad at himself he's like oh sorry excuse my language and then afterwards i was like sorry if that, you know if that offended anyone it was really wasn't that big a deal <laughs> then i i was kind of responsible for the other one <laughs> when,
0: yes you were
1: when Roco, and again i wouldn't take it back either because I swear, like he, i I didn't hear anything negative from it. I I mean, maybe Jeff Curtin got a few emails, but he never told me about him. but I, all I got was like, that was an epic moment. And it became a thing where he says, I said, what did you say in the, you know, the huddle? Cause he yelled something. It was like, I'd never seen, I mean, he's a, he was a, he is a pretty like ecstatic guy. Like he's enthusiastic, but like, I'd never seen him in the post game. Usually it's like, you know, dames leading the thing. And then they like break and whatever, but he, since dan wasn't there he just he just kind of took over and was yelling stuff i was like well i've never seen that before so i wanted to ask him about it and i just literally said what did you say and he literally told me what he said which as we know to this moment is GFW. He
0: <laughs> they say, great friggin win uh i was that was a home game so i missed i wasn't watching the broadcast but i saw it on social media as i was walking to the back and i talked to uh I, I said to Amara, I was like, have you seen the TV broadcast? And she's like, no, what? And I'm wow. like, well, I, I, I know what you're going to use for quote of the night. And so then it was like her and the digital team are all like, uh, can we do, like, this is a good moment. Can we do this? And I'm like, use it, use it. <laughs> oh,
1: um, so kind of I was kind of like, <laughs> I was a proud when when they did use it. I was like yes, and now
0: I know. Now I know that my Christian was well. well. No, I we, <laughs> let's credit who let's credit who deserves credit. Ag deserves credit. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Grossman. Ag, AG deserves credit. The, the boss man was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's swearing in a moments of joy are fun. So
1: they love uh,
0: credit credit where it's due. But I was uh, I was a big I was a big proponent in the media room. It was like no no listen. Uh, (laughs) if you lose games on purpose you don't get the moments of joy where someone swears on the broadcast because you're not gonna you know you lose by a bunch you're just not gonna have a walk off interview so you gotta you gotta Take these moments when they
1: come. I completely agree. I am so in agreement with that. And yeah, that moment was fun. I've heard like lots of people. That's when I see people, that's one of the first things they bring up. I'm like, yeah. And they loved it. Like people, they're like, this was a legendary moment. You know, this was great. I went to, you know, it's one of those things where you go to Twitter and you like have one eye open. Like, do I want yeah, to? Yeah, 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 <laughs> <So I'm> over-
0: <laughs> Hoping I'm- that it's okay.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to know you were uh
0: uh, I want to ask you about, there's so many new guys on the team, I want to ask you about how you sort of get to know a rotating cast of characters like you said, it's been a, a similar group for a long time and now you have so many new faces uh, you're really good at it, I want to ask about the art of getting to know new folks but first I want to tell my listeners about betonline.net the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, uh, Brooke and I are recording this like at the start of the NCAA men's NCAA tournament, I know, I'm it's great...
1: this is the first, I've never, I, I can't believe it's not on in the background but I want to focus solely on you but yes, continue.
0: Okay, well you can a peek over while I do my read. Uh, It's an incredible betting weekend. So go to betonline.net. More lines, more props on everything. Not just uh, the men's and women's tournaments, but professional basketball, uh, hockey, tennis, soccer, whatever you want. You're going to find out betonline.net. So head on over there today. That's betonline where the game starts. Oh, we're still chatting with Brooke Olsen, Dan Blazer, broadcaster, and host of the Blazer Balcony podcast, the queen of Rift City herself. <laughs> Brooke. Yes. Brooke, you. You are one of the things I, 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 I'll share a memory with you in a moment, but one of the things that makes the broadcast good is that when people talk to you, they like you. You are extremely affable. In the past, it was the same six dudes. <laughs> you were talking to yep. them. They were talking to the core group for a long time. Maybe like a rotating cast of people who played power forward. But for the most <laughs> part, the same the same group of guys. This year, uh I, I believe the Blazers have started 18 different players. It's a whole whole new cast of characters. Trades, restructuring, everything, everywhere. You work for the team. You know that a lot has changed. Uh, how do you go about getting to know folks? Like, How do you get in like, making, making friends or making friendly with the, with the new guys on the team?
1: Well, it is the most important thing to me and for me and for, for my, the way that I tell stories to people. That's my job, first of all, is to tell the stories of the players and coaches. And so the most important thing for me is to form those relationships and then make sure that there's trust there because the second there isn't then you know you're not getting those stories you're not getting those behind the scenes little tidbits. so it's really important for me and i like and i I mean i personally want to get to know them you know they're we're all members of the same team but it works in both ways so it's important and that's something that i really like put a lot of effort into so thank you for noticing that um but yeah you're right it was the same group of guys and i mean obviously i know dame like I don't want to say like the back of my hand, but I mean, we're really close. We've worked together for so long that I I know I'm going to get a fantastic interview from him. It's going to give me thoughtful answers. I can go in any direction and, and he will, you know, drive with me. You know, it's going to be fine. So this year is, was interesting and is still interesting because I'm still getting to know the guys that were, have been here all year, you know, and then we're getting new guys as the season goes. Right. So I kind of just like observe for a while and figure out like, kind of like the best way like Trendon and greg are just the most fun loving just i mean raw they are who they are they're just happy they're not just happy to be there they want to work but i mean they're you know they're just, just soaking up every second of this experience and so i talked to them about that you know i'm like how surreal is this for you like last night i was talking to Trendon. i'm like first time playing you know at madison square garden I mean, I get I still get chills walking in there and I've been there a million times. Oh, yeah. And so it's got to be crazy for you. So like moments like that where I can he you know, and I can mesh. And then like his family comes up to uh, me on the road and says, you know, thank you so much for talking about our son. And then it, like we meet Lamar and Kevin. I'm like, bring him on over. And so that's what do when you get like the trust of the family. And I joke about it like literally every night because we talk about them every night because we love them. But I really kind of try to figure out the best way. And some guys are not the most, you know, they're not they're more introverted. And so I don't, sure. for, you know, I don't force it with guys. If, if, if I like walk up to them and say like, how's, how's it going today? And they got their earphones in or they're talking to their girlfriend or they're, you know, they're doing something. I'm not going to try to force myself in there. I am you know, like, okay, right right now is not the time. Like, I'm talking about like at, at the end of a practice or something. Right, so right, I right. kind of just navigate the personalities. And then, the, and I find myself in interesting situations that just work out where, the other day, before our pod, uh, podcast to do with Casey, I um, ran into Drew and his fiance, and then we started chatting. She's from Oregon, so she I, apparently she watches you know all the games, and she, she was excited to meet me. And I was like, well, I've been excited to meet you. And and then I, I Drew and I are, are one of the two first people on the second bus like we get on like super early I'm that person where I freak out about getting places early on the road for work because I just I just have it in me it's always been like that and Drew apparently is the same so he gets on the bus 20 minutes early I get on the bus 20 minutes early and we chat for like 5 minutes and that's been our time to get to know each other and so i really just try to try to figure it out and navigate it the best way possible for them and the way that they like to communicate i don't force it with the guys that are maybe like aren't that extroverted and i wait for my you know times that they're comfortable talking but yeah it's it just it kind of happens it's fluid throughout the season but it, right. it, it's had to be like sped up this season i'll say that it's had to be sped up like i have to find the new guys in the hallway the other day dd was walking down i was like i think that's dd i haven't met him yet i'm pretty sure that's dd is that dd so i just like hey man i'm broke you know i'm sideline reporter and then he's like i'm dd i'm like okay i, th- I thought I'm good. I, I, I was i was 99 sure but then you know now i know now he knows i am and then maybe next time i can you know ask him a few questions and talk to him a little bit longer but it has been um I don't even want to say challenging because I enjoy it, but it's been different this year that it's sure. happening more. Like like I, you and I just talked about, it. it's been comfortable for the last six years. But now it's like, okay, I I got this whole new group of guys to meet and I'm excited to meet them and get to know them. And it has been fun. It's been really fun. There's a,
0: there's a moment I really, uh, that stands out to me. Um, and, and one of, uh, you know, it's like, this is probably like number 7,000 on the list, but one of the bummers of the pandemic was that you couldn't be around the team. And, and it makes you know, like I said, you're really affable. So like the interviews, when you're right in front of someone, they like you, they talk to you, you get better stuff. That- but you know, you spent you spent 18 months talking to people through uh, Zoom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this moment that really stands out to me that it's like kind of the sort of quintessential Brooke moment. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Norman Powell gets traded to the Blazers. He shows up in Orlando and he puts the headset on and he's just looking around. <laughs> and you said, hi, hi, Norman. <laughs> and... And it's like, and there's like this, this, it is, you know, not even a metaphor. Like he's, he's literally just abandoned in the middle of Florida with no one else. And it's like, Brooke (laughs) Olsendam is going to steer this guy onto the Blazers. Hi, Norm. (laughs) My name's Brooke. Welcome to the team. I know everything is new. And you're literally just standing in an empty gym. You don't know where to look. You don't know where the camera is. And it's like, for them, it was, I know
1: exactly what you're talking about.
0: It was, and it was this moment where it's like, he's on a new team, he's in a new place, everything is new, and it's like, it's, uh, in the sea of change, the voice he hears to kind of welcome him here is Brooke saying, and I thought you did it. It was a great interview. Like, it was just like, hey, welcome. And it was like this warm moment where it was like, okay, this is why this is important. This is why we need people who are people, a people person to do this job because otherwise Norm is literally abandoned in a gym.
1: I felt that was the biggest thing for me, Mike, is that like during those times, the guys with the headset and half the time it didn't work. Poor Rocco had like four it was, all, it was always Rocco that it didn't work for. Like the fourth time I'm like, I remember I just like put my head down on It's like, I'm supposed to be like, hold on guys. Our technical issues are working. I was just so frustrated. I just put my head down. I was like, because <laughs> it was this, it was Roe for every single time. And he's just standing there like waiting. But that was the hardest thing for me is I'm, like you mentioned, like when you're one on one, you know, you're looking at each other. You can sense each other's energy. You it's it's you know, you can reach people like it took me a while to reach Gary Trent Jr. Took me yeah. To get to to Gary. And we did this one um, Zoom. Well, he was the first Zoom I did when he was in the bubble and he went outside on his deck and it was like super. It was great. It was one of my favorite Zooms that I had. It's funny. I'm One of my favorite Zooms that we had over the last couple of years because it was just him raw and like he and I really connected on that. And, and I, re- and we talked about that funny you know time in the plane where he took all the, the pictures of himself in the bathroom and I was dying. And so that really connected us. And so then I felt comfortable with him. There was a moment where he was doing the zoom and again, It's, it's uncomfortable for them. They're looking all around. They don't know what camera to look at. And even if they do find the camera, it's way up top. It's not like you, like you're connecting to that camera halfway up the arena. So he had just had the most amazing game. And I was like, Gary. I forget exactly what I said. I was like, that was incredible. I was like, you know, your best game ever, blah, blah, blah. Like, you got the win. It was a great win. And I was just, like, complimenting him on all these great things. And then he had this, like, you know, he's very stoic, you know. And he was like, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he just had, like, a pretty stoic answer. And I was like, Gary, are you happy, man? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had kind of remind him, like, this is a good thing. We're having fun here. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the challenge of, of the bubble and all that was – Trying, I felt bad. We was, it wasn't putting them in the best, you know, situation for success. It, they, they are down there by themselves in an empty gym, just hearing my voice. So I had to kind of try to find some new ways to connect.
0: Yeah, there were some photos that I think bruce took in the bubble of guys just kind of staring at a tv yeah. bruce ely uh a blazers photographer team photographer one of the great photographers on the, the west best. coast one of the great sports photographers in america uh shout out to bruce who definitely doesn't listen <laughs> but someone pass someone pass this along to him yeah I, i'll see him uh maybe next week uh but you know just of guys staring at staring at the uh, a big tv screen in the bubble and it's like oh that's that's the sort of the the reality of it is now. So it's it's wonderful to be back. It's wonderful to see you back. Having Robert Covington swear at you, having Trenton Watford, <laughs> we didn't swear at you, swear swear alongside you. Having okay. Trenton Watford grab your microphone, all of those things. I think um, it's it's a joy. So uh, I, I'm glad it's back. I want to come back. I want to close the show. Third segment, uh, talking about. Um, Quite frankly, you're a role model to a lot of people who work in sports. It is important for young women to see Brooke Olsendam being a star on TV. I want to talk about what that's like for you, because I don't think you probably always felt that way about yourself as a star with a capital S and maybe like a little heart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Before we do that, though, I want to tell my listeners about Athletic Greens. It's a one scoop that's giving you everything you need. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods sourced. From the great superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens, they help you start your day right. It's a special blend of of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. Before I talked to Brooke this morning, I took a scoop of AG1. I put it in my little water bottle. I shook it up, and I had a delicious uh, mild tropical flavor that got my body right. It supports Just everything that your sort of nutrition needs to kickstart your day. You can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. One scoop a day, like I said, gets... You started right. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Now, is that a today's healthy show healthy as my uh, vitamin water uh, big gold slurpee?
0: Oh, more, more healthy than that. I but I mean, I would that. say relatively, com- relatively comparable. Uh, you drop, listen, drop, drop a scoop of AG1 into your vitamin water Slurpee. And that's, th- then you've got an immune boost your brain's your brain's smarter, your skin's looking better, everything's going to be good with uh, AG1. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. Uh, if you reach my cabinet right now, you're going to find cookies and cream and also peanut butter brownie, but there's ta- there's flavors for everybody. There's chocolate brownie, there's mint brownie, there's salted caramel, there's raspberry, there's coconut almond, whatever you need, you're going to find something you like, and plus they all pack a punch. 17 to, 8- 17 to 18 grams of protein. 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to built.com. Use the promo code lock 15 You'll get 15% off your next order. That's built.com. The promo code is LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with the queen of Rip City, Brooklyn. Brooke. Nice read. Very well done. Hey. Hey, I, I i come in hot on these reads. i've been doing i've been doing built bar reads for a long time i can i can crush them uh this is what i have some i have some friends who've who worked in the tv game over over the world and they say they say man your cold reads are inc- incredible mm-hmm. and i the cold read cold reads like uh it just comes to you and you read it live that's a tv thing right. brooke knows tv professional but maybe my listeners don't and i said i told i said i don't do cold reads. Everything I hot. everything i do is hot <laughs> Oh my, a- AG one—that's a hot read. Uh, Built bar—that's a hot. That's a hot read. I come in hot Ooh, only. Um, Brooke, you are, and I—I I, I just sort of wonder if you see yourself as this. You are a role model to so many young women and girls who want to get into sports. What is it like to find yourself in this place?
1: It's surreal. It's surreal because I—I uh, I grew up in the sports world. Um, Looked yeah. up to so many women that that well that, honestly there weren't so many women when i was growing up that did this uh there were a few that, and that's why i they stood out to me because there was obviously more male dominated it still is but i think the women have come so far in this business i i'm sure you saw the interview I did with doris burke the other night or yep. we talked about that who's she's my ultimate role model always has and now i can now i consider her a friend which that's the most surreal thing in the world is that doris burke is my friend uh but she's she's just incredible and so it's I guess to think that some young women like around our area look up to me the way I look up to Doris, that is crazy to me, but I don't take it lightly. And I got to say our female fan base, and I, that stems from children all the way up to you know, the grandmothers. I mean, our female fan base for the Blazers is phenomenal. And I hear from them all the time, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, just social media in general, or I've really enjoyed the fact that I get to be up on set the last couple of years, well, this yeah. year in particular, because fans are back and it's the it's the greatest experience especially during the month the month of february where i'm doing all my fundraising for the heart association people come up to me and you know tell me their stories about you know how it's affected them how heart issues have affected them or someone in their family or their friends but not just that month every i just get the chance to be you know face to face with fans and they'll come up and i just hop out of my seat you know walk over to the side and we chat and a lot of them are young women like i'm not kidding like six-year-olds 10-year-olds 15-year-olds that that are interested in in sports and maybe not broadcasting in particular but some in some form like they play sports they watch all the games they're so knowledgeable and they you know i I try to answer every question i can you know in the time that i have sometimes you know my stage manager's like he's like you make this job so difficult sometimes i have to come get you You know i'm not like off running around where they have to come find me i'm on the set but they're like (laughs) It's time for rehearsal. I was like, I just got to give me one more minute, you know, because I love the interaction. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy to think of of myself like that because I was always on the other side looking at, you know, women in sports thinking they're amazing. And I I can't imagine ever, you know, getting to that level. And I give our fan base a, a ton of credit for loving the game, being so smart about the game and just being passionate. And so, if I can, in some way, inspire young women to, you know, chase their dreams, whatever they might be, then. I don't take that lightly and it's really important to me, but yeah, it's crazy. Uh,
0: other than Doris Burke, who are your role models as a kid growing up? I know that you, you grew up around the sport. Your dad is a straight up high school basketball coaching legend. Um, I don't know if everyone knows that, but a legend, look him up. <laughs> uh, so obviously you grew, you grew up around basketball. Like it was, it's part of everyday life, but who were your sort of early role models for women in broadcasting? Or did you have any when you were coming up in the game? Yeah,
1: no, I did. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even necessarily just, uh, women. I mean, I just appreciated I, w- watching games. I appreciated just the call. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not alone in saying I've loved, uh, you know, the, the TNT broadcast crew, but I really appreciate, yeah. it. you know, like watching it. I got the chance to meet Chuck um, at the NBA awards a couple of years ago and he was super nice in Shaq and he was great too. And actually I met Chuck a long time ago in Portland when he came uh, for a golf tournament and he was great then. That was like 10 years ago, but I just appreciate people that, that, help take you through the game and are fun with it and make sure they're not just, you know, educating, like taking you th- through like X's and O's plays, like plays, which you should, but then also like just having fun with it and storytelling. Like that's, that's what I really appreciate where you're, you're watching. And that's why I think Kevin and Lamar are so very talented at what they do, especially, right now watching a broadcast you will just i find myself crying laughing at the things that kevin is saying and it's because then we, you know there are a couple there are a couple games where we are down 30 you know and yeah. and and i know you you know stuck through it and most fans did because you, they're, they're fans but then you know kevin will go off on the story about Unalaska, alaska and i am just dying and he's making up facts about a town that you know aren't true but it's just to entertain the, the people at home and i think that's a true skill. So anyone that can that's like tell stories and entertain, even through t- like especially through tough times in a game, I think that is uh, that is a true talent. So those are the people I really looked up to watching games as I grew up.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, on on Friday night, the Blazers are going to play the Nets. Sarah Kusak's going to be on the call for for the, she's for the Nets. She, she's 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 one of the best announcers in the game. Like she's really what like the Nets broadcast is. Very, very good. Yep. It's probably probably one of my favorite road broadcasts uh, in the league. Shout out to the Bulls and Adam Amin as well. But like, it, it's, uh, there are more women doing this in, in the league than there's ever been. We have a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Uh, I'll just call out my people real quick. You looked at the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a lot of dudes that look like me. We need more, we need different representation. So if, if Brooke inspires you at all, Go chase it down, because Brooke is a is the damn queen of Rip City, and you can be too. It's um. I love you, Mike. It is. It's it's out there for you. Uh, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You you grew up around the game. I call myself in the intro to this podcast, in the intro to the third segment, a past first point guard. What kind of basketball player were you?
1: Oh, terribly a terrible defender. I'm just going to put that out there first. Very slow on my feet. <laughs> But I was, uh, I was very unorthodox. Okay. So like I shot, I was a very good three point shooter. That was truly like my skill was three point shooting. I grew up, um, Reggie, I have a dog named Reggie Miller. That was my dog's name growing up. Uh, it's kind of a little, it was like, what's the word? Like the, the chicken or the egg. Like I shot a lot of threes cause I loved Reggie Miller, but then I wasn't very, like I was good at shooting three. So I didn't really try, I, you know, I don't know what, what it was, but I, right. 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 Right.
0: Yeah. I, I hear you. And,
1: so, and that was my game. Um, but I was, I was a pretty good passer. Uh, I just can't jump very high. And I, I wasn't, I'm not quick on my feet. So I just really relied on my three point shot, but I was very unorthodox. I played volleyball too. And every, my coach, I had the same coach first. Shout out Linda Sheridan. She since cinched passed, but she's a legend, a legend in Spokane. She started title nine. She started coaching. She was 19 years old. She's amazing. awesome. She's was great. And, I mean, a legend. So she coached both uh, volleyball and basketball. So she was my coach for both. And I started, I was uh, on varsity my sophomore year of both. And I played more so volleyball. Like I I got put into the rotation more in volleyball my sophomore year. And there were a couple of times where like I'd go out of bounds and like, just try to, you know, sa- save a ball. And it looked like I had like, was having a seizure. Like everyone's like, what just happened? Like, but it would work. And, and, and she's like, I've taught you how the technique of how to hit literally a thousand times you still do it completely incorrectly but you but it works like so everything I did I did it a little bit weird which is kind of the story of my life
0: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I, that to me that checks out that's very broke it's like I'm gonna do this my way it's gonna be great just you'll watch just watch
1: you won't understand it per se at, at first but then you'll get it <laughs> so yeah that's kind of how I was I mean I'll say this I was entertaining I mean I, I looked like a flopping fish out there but you know, things got done <laughs> <laughs> that's how I just. i you ima- super inspiring.
0: <laughs> I, I imagined you as like a total coach's kid, like super grimy, getting up into people, just like hustling, you know, bloody elbows, all those things. I like, that's
1: that's. A- I was definitely a hustler, and I'll say I learned my lessons in life that I use now with in my work that I learned in sports. I say this all the time. Like I was so scared of being late to a practice, because not because I was. I mean, I wasn't scared of my coach, but I had a very healthy fear of. Doing something wrong, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to please her, and because I looked up to her and she's amazing, and she's like my mentor. So I get you know late to. I remember one time we had like a very early practice before school. You know, like we did it before the boys that one morning. So we're like there like six, and my mom was taking me, and my mom was a principal, so she got to work super early too. But she was kind of running late, and I was standing by the door. I was almost tears. I was like you've got to get in the car right now we are gonna be late she's like trust me i know i don't want you to be late i'm coming i mean i was i was in fear so i learned that i learned teamwork you know i learned to respect everyone i learned you know to respect your teammates respect your coaches and to try to solve problems and all these things that i learned in sports i have like applied to my life and applied to my job and hence why i get to the bus 20 minutes early hence why you know I make sure that, you know, everywhere I'm supposed to be for an interview, I'm 20 minutes early, and that's just, it's life lessons I got from sports I continue to use today.
0: Awesome. Uh, dear listeners, you know where to find Brooke. She's on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Turn into the Blazers broadcast. You'll see her. It's it's a ton of fun. Uh, the season has been a little bit disappointing since the All-Star break, uh, depending on what you're rooting for. I know some of you out there are excited about the losses, and I commend you for that, but uh, it's... Turn on the TV, enjoy the broadcast. Brooke's going to make it fun. Kevin and Lamar are going to make it fun and you'll enjoy the final 12, 13 games left in the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. I really
1: appreciate it. Of course, anytime. you're one of my faves. You know that. I, I miss, I don't get to see you as much as I used to. I miss you.
0: Yeah, well, maybe one day I'll be back out there. Also, spending four days in New York in the middle of in the middle of March. Thirty thirty out of thirty five days on the road, or whatever you are in the middle of. Uh, I don't envy that. I was gonna say, um, you can
1: find me on your tv or you can find me roaming the streets of new york city in the rain looking for a- <laughs> looking,
0: <laughs> looking at looking at google maps and a little bit confused because i can't figure out which way your shoulders are facing yeah uh. um so if you if you do see brooke uh in all blaze you know mostly blazers attire kind of wandering around holding a giant slurpee and a bottle of liquor <laughs> be, be kind <laughs> Be kind. Everyone be nice out there. Hold tightly to to your joy and make sure to spread it in the world. Uh, Dear listeners, we'll be back next week. It's what we do five days a week available on all platforms, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So come join us on Monday. Enjoy the NCAA tournament this weekend to get your amateur scout on, or if you're a pro, get your pro scout on. Tell your friends about this podcast available wherever they get podcasts. Also on YouTube, just search Lockdown Blazers. You will find us there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.
1: Go Zags.